Jim Watkins is a regular on the program, and he's got a podcast at thejimwatkinsshow.online. And he's a really smart guy, and he knows a lot about COVID, and he knows a lot about politics, and he's got really interesting, smart, conservative values. So it's fun to talk with you, Jim. Thanks for being here. Well, wait a minute here. I know Rosalie. I've met Rosalie. What the heck is she doing in the hospital? Oh, well, you know. She just, just a had little... a minor surgery. Okay. But well. these, have you had any experience with the cavalier attitudes of, of no. these medical systems? Um, the big, the, no, not even big hospitals. Just everything I've ever experienced in a hospital. Not me. I've never been hospitalized. But Rosalie um, has some ailments that have had her go in from time to time through the years. Nothing uh, serious, but she suffers discomfort and all kinds of things that, just need tweaking from time to time. But and, but it's all more than her. It's like my father. When my father was in the hospital once, the hospital desperately wanted him out of the room. He was just there for an overnight. And they were in the morning, They were I was there, and they were saying, we got to get you out of here. From the morning when they were saying they had to get him out of there, it took till 1 o'clock in the afternoon because there were so many people who had to sign off on his release. The bureaucracy was unbelievable. And... He just had to lay around saying, I want to go home. They said I could go home. Oh, we just need one more doctor to see. It's, they're ridiculous bureaucratic, bureaucratic places yeah. that drive you crazy when you're in the middle of them. Well, I hope she's okay. I've never been under, and I don't have the courage to go, over, go under anesthesia. I don't want to be unconscious unless I'm asleep. That's the only condition that I'll accept. Uh, really? Yeah, because so I So you just, don't go get, uh, what's the dental, thing when they, uh, no, uh, colonoscopy? You don't do those? Oh, well, you know, let's change the subject here. <laughs> <laughs> they make you do that I'm during sorry colonoscopy? sorry to get too personal. Well, let me tell you another subject we were just discussing. There was a story about the catalytic converter thefts, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a, um, a situation in New Haven, I think it was, where the, the, the district, uh, the prosecutor's car, was parked in the parking lot at the courthouse, and his catalytic converter was robbed. And I thought, isn't that just a beautiful story <laughs> of how out of control things are with crime and with the Democrats' un uh, unwillingness to do anything about it because it would, it would uh, put them at political risk? Well, I mean, I, 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 there's a part of me that I'm glad to see. I, in fact, I just wrote an article about this uh, I like seeing the, the the liberals, the extreme liberals, get dis, uh, you know uncomfortable. You know, uh, it makes me feel vindicated that some of their own policies are coming back to bite them. Yes, but they're not doing it. They're just hiding. So the cops don't work anymore because they don't want to risk being put in a situation where they are their behavior is being questioned when they're just doing what they've always been expected to do. And then the politicians don't back them up. And yeah. so because they know the politicians don't back them up, they won't do the job. And because the politicians don't want to expose this, this gulf in, in the management, the proper management of the political entities, they just sit there and don't do anything. Which also requires, it seems to me, that the police chiefs don't tell the cops to do their jobs. Everyone just sits around. And they make their money. Uh, meanwhile, there was a story this week about the highest-paid Hartford cops making upwards of a quarter of a million dollars, with the highest-paid city employees being police officers. 
and you can see where there's been a total breakdown of the system. Now, I'm not saying who's to blame other than the political class. Like I, I understand the that the cops feel betrayed, but I also see them as working under a system that is inherently corrupt because of the union protections they get. So maybe yeah. you can comment on that one. Well, the whole thing, really, the common denominator in all of it is, is legal fees and lawyers and having to deal with that whole thing. I mean, I think a, a lot of the police, particularly today, with the cams that they're supposed to wear, they don't want to get, you know, they don't want to have any liability. I think that's partly why you saw what happened in Uvalde. Nobody wanted to, nobody wanted to take that first step and be responsible for anything. So, unfortunately... But, but at yeah. Uvalde, there was no... It's not one of those situations where they'd be at risk, where they, somebody would be mad at them for going in to save the kids. Well, that's true. But if it had fallen the other way, and perhaps the outcome would have been an officer had caused the death of additional children in gun battle. You know, there's that going through your mind. What am I stepping into? I'm not giving them a, an escape hatch here, but my, my, my greater point no, is we've become a very... No, it's an interesting point you're raising, but somebody yeah. should tell us that if that's litigious. the situation we're in. Everybody is so litigious. They don't want to get sued. They don't want to lose their jobs. They don't want to be canceled. You know, this is, uh, I, I mean, part of this was kind of funny because when uh, Biden was, was dealing with COVID all this week, it's like he had to make sure that everybody knew that he was working. It's like, no, are you kidding, dude? Half the people I know that take COVID, they're using it as a way to get a five-day vacation. <laughs> you know? Well, and nobody expects him to be working. He doesn't work normally. So, you know. Right, and actually, we're better off if he doesn't. <laughs> maybe he should get COVID more often. But, uh Anyway, but, you know, I, the thing that's got my attention this week is monkeypox. Because when you and I first started talking about this was when there were less than 100 people. And it's, it's, I think it's scaring the heck out of the, the industry because they've got a problem here. This is spreading Which industry? The, the health industry. They don't know what to do okay. with it. The CDC, they don't know what to do with it. The World Health Organization, they want to change the name because it, it's stigmatizing. I'm not quite sure why. Um, I think people mostly... Isn't that so funny that they're concerned in the... They're saying there's a, a, a dangerous virus that we need to be alerted to, and their, their concern is the name. And their concern is the name. And it's, it's really gotten people in, in high gay communities because it's like 98%. And I'm not exaggerating, but nobody wants to say that part out loud. And what they also don't want to say is... Don't go have gay sex. But they can't say it because it's not I know. Isn't that correct. so funny? I'm thinking, <laughs> I heard this story yesterday about, about how, and, and uh, in Connecticut, Manisha Jutani, the head of the Department of Public Health, she, she made this comment at a press conference that they need to change the name because they don't want to disparage any communities. Oh, wait, you're concerned about disparaging monkeys right. by calling it monkeypox. What are you going to do, change the name to gay sex pox? Yeah. I, uh, well, let's just pick a country. We'll just call it the Belgium Fetish uh, Festival pox <laughs> <laughs> because that's where it came from. Anyway. It is so pathetic, the condition that we're in, where people's health is at risk and the the uh, the... They feel compelled to lead with, oh, we're concerned that somebody might be offended by the name. Well, let people be offended. Right. You're the thing first, and then we can discuss the name. Exactly. They had the same problem in the 80s with AIDS, and, and you could go get a test. And this was the most—it's so completely contradictory to the way that we handled COVID. But if you would go and get—and a lot of us remember this. You'd go get a test. You wanted to prove you were negative or whatever— 
But if you were positive, you could walk out of that health clinic and nobody could stop you, nobody could identify you, and you had the potential of killing people. And they never really resolved that. And now, now contrast that the way that they dealt with COVID, where you had to be, you had to prove you were not sick. Uh, and and if you were sick, they could they could force you to stay indoors by law. So things have changed quite a bit in our country, but they still haven't figured out the political correct way of of dealing with things. And that's what happened with the Wuhan virus. We couldn't say the Chinese virus. We could say the Spanish flu, but we couldn't say the Chinese virus. The priorities are just wrong. I think we're we're worried about the wrong things. So. Yeah, well, there is a lot of that worrying about the wrong things. And I wish that, I don't know what to do, because I think what has to happen, the only way to cure this particular disease that our government suffers from and our society suffers from is for Democrats to get swept out of office, because it's Democrats who are doing this ridiculous pandering. They are so afraid that their scheme to rig elections around minority voters <laughs> and the loyalty of minority voters is failing now yes. because minority voters are figuring out that they just get decorative things like statues being torn down. But in the end, Democrats would ju- just think about how long uh, blacks and other minorities have been trying to get a seat at the tables of power and how it's all these white people who Democrats elect. And they're starting to do, you know, to break through the minorities are, but there's an unbalance there, an imbalance, that they're very scared of, and they're scared of the Hispanics who are now moving away in large numbers from Democrats. Democrats have lost a million registered voters over the last year. It's it's quite amazing to Republicans, because because, the working class has figured out yeah. That this is this party doesn't care about them. Well, Hispanics are traditionally Catholic. Uh, they're big on family. Uh, they are hardworking individuals, and they're starting to see that the Democrats represent none of that. Uh, and now they want to uh, poison their children with weird kinds of ideologies. So I think that the uh, the the Latin uh, uh, Hispanic groups in this country, whether you're from Puerto Rico or whether you're from Venezuela. And then these people come from these communist countries, and they come over here, and they can smell communism, mm. and they can see it, and they know what it looks like. And they look at Kamala Harris and say, she's a communist, and I know it. Um, and so I think the Democrats are going to have a serious wake-up call. It's like when you when your pool gets nights filled with algae. Like the Democrats is like like my back yard pool and i have to shock it <laughs> and that's what they're going to have in november a shock and hopefully it'll clean off some of the algae that's been forming in the democratic pool so yeah i hope i hope you're correct because we're talking to jim watkins from the jim watkins show dot online we really need this to happen so we can straighten out some of these corrupt systems that democrats have devised in order that they can control election outcomes. And, yeah, and it's not and all about Trump, public, by the way. You know, that's, I, I, yeah. they, it just seems they've turned public policy over to blocks of voters, not to the best interests of the state Correct. or the country, but mm-hmm. to the best interests of the blocks of voters, at least the appearance of that, so they can rig elections. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, just, you know, that, that is, their default position seems to be this is about Trump. And making sure that, but that's not the issue for me. For a lot of my conservative friends, you know, and again, we could go down the road on this, but 
but there's a difference between a policy and a person. The policies of Trump are what we need to hang on to, whoever delivers them, whether it's Rick Scott, DeSantis, or whoever. Uh, and I would hope that the Democrats would wake up to this fact. Everything right now that Joe Biden is doing is hurting this country. And if they don't learn that lesson, they're going to lose everything. They're going to lose the Well, House, I think the they're Senate. scared about it because mm -hmm. things are spinning out of control. Like everything Joe Biden has touched, he's made a mess of. Yeah, it's amazing. He's like the anti-Midas touch, you know? <laughs> it's the Biden touch. The Biden touch. <laughs> How can you create a disaster? You've got to learn the Biden touch. <laughs> Want something to fail? Go get Biden. <laughs> yes. So, I, I'm picturing the smiley face holding up. You know how they used to, like, throw the can of stuff into the hand of the person making the pitch? Yeah. And suddenly he smacks into his hand, and he's holding it with the big white fake tooth Biden smile. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that everything goes well with Rosalie. We'll look for an update from you. But Rosalie's doing great. She's, uh, okay. she's feeling uh, remarkably better, considering 48 hours ago she had surgery, and... Uh, and now she's running around doing her thing. Good, good. And you're still sweltering from the weather and with a little wet weather coming your way. So that's all good. It's We've actually, down here in Florida, which is where I'm at, We are our temperature has been averaged lower than the rest of everybody else in the state by about 5 degrees. So I can actually say for the first time that it's cooler here in Florida than it is in Hartford. So, you're saying you're doing you're cooler than the rest of the country in Florida. Isn't right that now? something? Yeah, it's amazing. So, like, what's your high temperature today? It's like 89. But see, we yeah. got that. Yeah, it's nice. So it's about the same as us. Mm -hmm. Okay, isn't that interesting? So you you're experiencing climate change. We are not. So you know, this is where I have a problem. I want that to be occurring in winter. I, well, that's when I want your temperatures, not th now. That's that doesn't nice. do us any good. That would be nice. So, can you adjust that, please, James? I can. Next next time we talk, let's see. I think there's going to be things about Hunter Biden that will be in the news, the next big oh, news cycle. Good. Yeah, the FBI. Are you, were you going to talk to us about that today? Not at all. I'm just setting oh, okay. the stage for the next time we have our appearance. I hope to have some real dirt on the Hunter good. Biden case because it's going right. to blow open everything with this Biden administration. It will the not be good Jim news. Watkins show dot online check him out he's a really smart guy he's got great stuff there for you to look at Thanks. jim thank you so much we'll talk to you next week have a great weekend my friend thank you